Hey, y'all, welcome to Pivot Podcast with Dr. Malika. Listen, on this week's episode, I'm talking to Dr. Jazz about self-awareness, risk-taking, and consistency. Stay tuned. What does taking a risk look like? Or what did it look like for you? That's a really good question because I think that there are opportunities to take risks, big and small, mm-hmm. that we encounter on a regular basis and that women especially end up avoiding. Um, so it's like, yes, I mentioned running for offices is something that is big, but one of the things that I, I talk to, especially young professional women about all the time, is the fact that they ask too many questions and don't make enough statements. Hey, beautifuls, welcome to Pivot, the podcast for women who've made intentional or unexpected changes in their life and are still winning. I'm your host, Dr. Malika Turner, founder of The Speaker LLC, life coach and author of Walking in Step with God on Purpose. Join me as I engage with amazing women from across the globe who will share their stories and reveal practical strategies that they use to navigate through their pivot experience. Let's get ready. Let's get set. Let's go and be great. Hey, everyone. So we have Dr. Jasmine Jenkins, who is back with us at the Pivot Podcast. She is now the Senior Program Officer for Education and Advocacy at Bloomberg Philanthropies, which is located in New York. We're excited to have her. Um, There's so many different titles, but one of the things that she shared with me, and I love this, Jasmine is a political strategist. And so we, you know, recently had a conversation and I'm going to let her talk a little bit, but we recently had a conversation uh, about achieving goals and just moving, right? Just, just making things happen. And, um, but before we go into that and before we, she drops some, some good nuggets, some knowledge, um, I'm just going to have her say hello and just talk a little bit about what she's doing now. And I don't know, just anything that she wants to say, that's really going to move this conversation forward. So Dr. Jazz, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be back. Uh, with the with the pivot fam i think our last conversation was about a year ago actually so um a lot has happened over the last year a lot has happened the last time you were here you were you talked about an election in houston right right right? we were down in texas at the time and i have to use this quote because i think It touched me, it moved me for sure. And I know those who, you know, listened to that episode, it touched them as well. But the election uh, was the best thing that you ever lost. And and so I want you to talk just briefly about that. And then we're going to just talk about how you make things happen, you know, and, and why we even got on that topic. So talk a little bit about the election and where you are now. Yeah, thanks. Um, thanks for, for reminding me of that. And then as we're speaking, I'm like pulling up the calendar and realizing we're in 2023. I actually think it was two years ago that we spoke and um, it was a timely point because we had just come out of 
the 2020 presidential year um, yep. since there have been lots of national elections. I think I talked to you about my own run for office back in 2016. Um, and that ties in really well with a lot of, of what I do now and how I ended up moving from Texas um, up here to New York over the last year. So, um, so thanks for that reminder. Um, so as you mentioned, I am a, a political strategist who works in philanthropy. Um, essentially, that means I help um, I help the organization that I work for, Bloomberg Philanthropies, with their giving to various um, nonprofits and then also to various political efforts. And then I help folks who are interested in being funded um, sort of figure out their strategies, figure out the best way to move forward, um, and figure out how uh, the monies that they are that they're given can be best utilized for the outcomes that they seek. Um, my area of expertise is obviously in education policy and education reform, and so um, I work mostly with those sorts of um, with those sorts of topics. And I work mostly in the South, but um, to take it back, I suppose, to the best thing I ever lost, which was my uh, political election back in 2016, mm. I was in Houston at the time, decided to run for State Board of Education, um, did fairly well in a, in a primary election, but then lost in a runoff and ended up running Houstonians for great public schools for five and a half years. Mm. Um, met some great people, certainly learned a lot of really good skills, one of which is how to raise money. Um, fundraising is an incredibly useful skill, whether you're in the public or the private sector. And um, it was a it was a really good time, and that's certainly where I figured out how to maneuver in the political world, especially on the, the local political scene in Houston, Texas. And um, I have to be honest, certainly, you know, towards the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, throughout that year, I really started to think about whether or not I wanted to uh, be in a different location, work in a different space, mm -hmm. um, see, what, see what political life um, and uh, education policy and, and political strategy would be like outside of Texas. Okay. And interestingly enough, um, around the same time, at the end of 2021, um, the folks at Bloomberg were interested in doing more giving across the South, specifically in Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Louisiana. And um, I had some, some connections with other folks in the philanthropic world and said, you know, would they be interested in um, somebody who's run a C4 in Texas? And it turns out they were. Mm -hmm. And so over the span of about four months between the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022, I, you know, went through some interviews, had lots of conversations and ended up getting hired here in New York um, by uh, the Bloomberg operation to uh, run their their philanthropic giving and uh, advocacy strategy across the South. So that is what I do. I'm based in New York, but I still get a chance to go back to Texas to stay in touch with a lot of folks there, as well as folks in some of the other states that I mentioned, um, which has, for me, been even more of, of, uh, of a lane that I really wanted to be able to pursue mm -hmm. and uh, something that I probably never would have had the access to do had I not, you know, sort of 
stepped out, ran for office, and then lost. Um, but then, you know, had the opportunity to make new connections, meet new people, and and accomplish new goals. So um, that's sort of where I am now. You know, and you've accomplished so much. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is the whole idea of making moves um, when you're un- when there's uncertainty, right? Yeah. So stepping out, taking risks, or if you want to say stepping out on faith, either way, you're stepping out on uncharted territory. And a lot of times, you know, that's pretty it's tough you know it's it's tough it's a tough space to be in because you want to know first right especially you know you kind of want to know especially if you're older right you you're stepping out you're like I'm not sure if I want to step on this I need to know I need to be comfortable or I need to know that it's gonna work out at least a little bit right as opposed to stepping out in something and not, you know, changing cities, changing states. Um, and so I think, you know, we had talked a little bit about that um, before, but I wanted I wanted you to know that, you know, I commend you because I think you are such a shining example of what it means to step out of your comfort zone and really, and, and, and it being okay to lose. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to lose and learn, right? Yeah. I think that's that's really important, and I appreciate um, I appreciate that. I um, certainly appreciate you acknowledging that risk um, being taken. And I also, I mean, I have to recognize that, like, there are obviously, you know, when anytime there's a risk involved, you, there's going to be uncertainty. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a certain measure of faith that you have to have in yourself, in the fact that the situation will work out okay, right. in God. Um, that you have to have in order to take those risks but um in the end if you don't um nothing will actually change right like that's what they say if nothing changes nothing changes right so um so that's required and i also want to point out like obviously over the last year or two i've had some pretty big transitions in my life and actually changing locations I fully recognize that's not necessarily feasible for everyone mm-hmm. um, but I spent a lot of time actual like time in Texas before and you know took a lot of risks in Texas before making this this actual move right so okay. for me there were risks to be taken even in the place where I was mm. um, and one of the things that I tell people a lot about um, certainly after moving to New York is that like moving to this city in particular has certainly been a dream of mine for a very long time All right. um, it's not only you know closer to family and friends but I probably since 2010, maybe 2011, had visited here frequently, had lots of family and friends here, talked about moving here. And in 2012, so over 10 years ago now, I actually interviewed for a job here in New York. It was not nearly as as senior as the current position that I have. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I just sort of was thinking, well, let me try it. Let me see what happens. Right. Um, And it was very clear very early on that that was not the move. So I went back to Texas and still sort of decided to, you know, put down roots, 
make moves where I was and, you know, just spent the, the next 10 years grinding, still taking risks, still trying new things out. As you know, as you know, I started a, you know, an organization, I mean, for office. Right. Um, and then lo and behold, 10 years later, an even better opportunity came up. And, um, and this has sort of been a dream fulfilled in a lot of ways. Um, even though it took a lot of time. So the risk doesn't necessarily have to be like a change in location or a change in jobs right away. Um, but it certainly has paid off, I think, in the long run. Yeah, you know what, go back to something you said. It sounds like even in Texas, you were, if you will, practicing taking risks, right? You, yeah. I don't want to say you made it a habit of, but surely something that you did more often was step out into the unknown. Yes, for sure. And that's, and that's, I think, one of the things that is like so important that people rarely do is the idea of saying, you know, I have to take stock of where I am, what, you know, what safety nets I sort of have in place, mm -hmm. and then decide what shift, what pivot I'm going to be able to make even in this space and even if it's risky. I, you know, obviously I don't advise anyone to do anything that's reckless. Um, right. But at the same time, there there are certainly ways that in our, you know, in our lives we can decide to do something different. So, you know, when I had the time and capacity and had built up a network, I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and run for office. It's a huge risk, but I'm going to take it. When I had um, the opportunity, I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and start this new organization. Um, even before that, I, you know, started a, a third degree and said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish, <laughs> you know, yes. um, and Lord knows that is a risk. <laughs> you know that very well. Yes, yes. Um, and so being able to sort of dig in in that way, I think is really important. And, um, and, and is a way for you to expand your network um, it's not about who you know it's about who knows you mm. um, and that certainly has been true for me in in um, getting my new position so you know the more you reach out um, in that way the, the more people end up knowing you as well so what makes a risk a risk some people stepping out in the unknown is like oh it wasn't really a risk to me but so let's talk a little bit about what what does taking a risk look like? Or what did it look like for you? That's a really good question because I think that there are opportunities to take risks, big and small, mm -hmm. that we encounter on a regular basis and that women especially end up avoiding. Um, so it's like, yes, I mentioned running for office is something that is big, but one of the things that I, I talk to especially young professional women about all the time is the fact that they ask too many questions and don't make enough statements. Um, I find a lot of times that when women are in meetings, um, even if they have an idea or a thought or a proposal, they want to frame it in the way of a question um, in order to come across as non-threatening or because, you know, they feel like it will soften um, soften the idea or, mm -hmm. you know, that way they don't necessarily have to be concerned about whether or not the idea is going to work. Right. When often that just comes across as uncertainty. Um, and so a risk might be 
coming into a meeting at your job and presenting a thought or an idea as as a statement as opposed to as a question um, or actually deciding to contribute. So sometimes we'll just get something as small as just speaking up in a certain way. Right. Obviously, there are larger risks to take, um, but... The other piece that I want to make sure that I mention is that it cannot be something that is reckless, right? Like, you don't need everyone in your life to sign on to whatever your idea is, but somebody else who has more wisdom, more knowledge, more experience in whatever the area is, should be in your corner. Um, You have to map out what your path to a win would look like, and there has to actually be one there. Um, So... Ooh. It could be something, yeah. Ooh, that, that has actually be a, a pathway to <laughs> a win. Um, I don't want people to think that this is sort of this sort of foolhardy um, endeavor. And then the last thing I think is a risk is something that is undertaken with a clear knowledge of who you are, right? So I am not, for example, going to enter a dance competition because I know I don't really have a lot of rhythm. Okay, okay, okay. I can master a nice two-step, but that's not it. You said, but I'm not trying to do pop lock, dropping, spinning on my head. So you think you can dance, maybe, but I don't think I can dance. Right, right, right. I can master a two-step. I'm good. And a variation of a two-step, but I'm not going further. Right, right. But, like, if... So if somebody says, oh, what risk are you taking? You know it's not going to be a dance competition for me. But if I said, I actually think I'm going to run for office, people who have known me for a long time know, okay, well, Jasmine likes to speak publicly. Okay, well, you know, Jasmine has some good ideas. Jasmine Mm -hmm. knows something about government. This is not going to be something that's crazy or that people, is coming out of left field. It is a risk to be sure. And there are plenty of people would be good at running for office who decide not to because they don't want to take on that risk but at the same time I know myself well enough to know like hey this is a lane I can see a pathway to victory I've got some people who who are um, knowledgeable and experienced who understand it and it actually takes me out of my comfort zone Whoa, 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 whoa. You just put on gloves, like you just put on the boxing gloves and just really, boom, you hit. It was a hoof, pow. So let's go back to, I think, point number two. I think it was point number two. Because I, I don't think I've ever thought about taking a risk in this way. And I think our listeners, our Pivot family folks, really need to, to understand this. When you're taking a risk, because that whole idea of being reckless because we see that we see that right mm-hmm. there should be a win yeah or or there's yeah. or there's the a win should be somewhere in your in your view yes but yes. it is going to cost you something mm-hmm. your comfort level you know um your knowledge base will be strengthened but you you may not so you'll have to connect with folks who know um but but that sort of, I'm going to step out and be reckless is different than I'm going to take a risk and I've calculated, I'm, in, I'm, I'm informed enough to know where I'm headed. I've, I have some people in my corner, some people who can help me, and there's good that's going to come out of this, correct? 
Exactly. That's, I mean, I absolutely agree. It's right. There's got to be some, this has to be working towards some end. And I, I think that sometimes people sort of run into deciding to take a risk because they're disgruntled or they want a change of pace. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a change of pace, but that's not necessarily the, the pivot point to say, oh, well, I'm just going to take this risk, right? So, you know, I'm going to move halfway across the country because I really don't like where I am right now. Mm -hmm. That's certainly a decision someone can make, but that's not a calculated risk that takes you somewhere unless you have a particular goal that you're working toward, a particular um, a particular end and a, and a pathway to get there. That's the other thing. I'm also broke and I don't have any money. Well, then a cross-country move is not necessarily the idea for, you know, right. for you to, to work on right now. Right, 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 right. Right. Should a risk um, result in growth? I think so. I think yeah. it certainly should result in in, in a new awareness uh, and so some sort of improvement in where your life is right now. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that doesn't have to be financial, mm-hmm. but perhaps it's the idea of like, wow, I actually, in taking this risk, spent a year meeting new people right um in a different network that i wouldn't have otherwise met or learning a new skill um or you know making a a ton of money finding a new passion i I definitely think there should be some sort of growth that that resulted at the end of it right If you enjoyed this conversation with Dr. Jazz, listen, part two is next week. But before we even go into part two, I want you to share part one with three people in your network. Share this episode for anyone that you've been having conversations with concerning risk-taking, self-awareness, and consistency. They need to hear this. And I want them to be a part of the Pivot family. So encourage them to follow Pivot with Dr. Malika on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Listen, I'm so glad that you can join me. I'm so glad that you're with us and can't wait till you hear next week's part two of risk-taking, self-awareness, and consistency, how they contribute to achievement. Have a wonderful day.